All right, praise the Lord and greetings. You are listening to uh, IHOP Podcast, episode number 17, uh, with your host, Reverend Mario A. Najera. On today's session, I would like to welcome all our returning listeners and those listening in for the first time. And also a welcome to today's guest, Reverend Ruben Avalar, Jr., Minister of Surprise Apostolic Church in Surprise, Arizona. We are here to testify that no matter where your life's journey has taken you in this world, that Jesus loves you, Jesus still saves, and Jesus is still doing works within his people. So listen, grow, as we share what God has done in the life of my guest today, Brother Reuben. God bless you, brother. Praise the Lord, and welcome to IHAP Podcast, brother. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Nahira, for having having me here on, on the podcast. Very very excited. Looking forward to it. Oh, my pleasure, brother. And, and I appreciate your time. And, and I had the pleasure <clears throat> of getting to meet, meet you just recently. And, um, brother, I, you really made an impression in my, <clears throat> in my spirit uh, with you giving us our, our conference to our young people here locally in Tucson and, um, you know, going over the study and learning about Bible and how to study your Bible. And uh, I know it made an impression on our young people, brother. And like I said, you impressed me in my spirit. And, you know, I really wanted to to follow up with that and follow up with you and and go over, brother. Where did this, where did this journey, where did this first step, you know, start for you, brother? And that's what I want to open up with today. Um, where would you say, brother, you found yourself in life, you know, before your experience with church or with a relationship with Christ? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I just I just want to let the our listeners know, your listeners know that. We all have a story. We mm. all we all come through uh, a lot of different situations, and that's because of the decisions that we make. And yes. uh, every decision that we have has has a consequence, and mm. it could be a good consequence, it could be a negative consequence. And um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna just share it just briefly. Uh, I, I am a long-winded. I could be <laughs> long-winded, but I'm gonna try to shorten everything up. Uh, but uh, first of all, when I was introduced to the apostolic faith. Um, I was about seven years old, and um, and that was when my mom and, and I uh, got baptized in in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, I was seven. I started going to junior class, you know, just like a normal kid would do when their parents go to church every Sunday, midweek service, uh, Bible study during the week. Mm-hmm. And I was about. Uh, 13 years old when I felt uh, when God had impressed in my heart uh, at a junior service. It was a junior service. I remember we were inside a kitchen, and uh, they it, it, we just used the kitchen as as a sanctuary. Sure. And I remember that God um, filled me with the the gift of the Holy Ghost. He he uh, he imparted that gift in, into my life and. From then on, it was it was a completely different experience in my life. The way I saw things at 13 years old, and so um, the, as a as a youth pastor, I always tell our young people: don't allow your age to disqualify you from the calling that God has in your life. And so I was 13. Uh, a few weeks, a few months later, uh, I also made the decision to get baptized in Jesus' name. Um, but like I said, life comes at you, and sometimes it, you know you. You make decisions, and at the age of 19, I made the decision to leave church. Um, I was 19, and I decided that I think I, I knew better. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I knew better, and I thought that I could make 
uh, you know, my life, um, uh, you know, better than what it was inside the church. So mm-hmm. I decided to leave. I left um, and I started. And one of the things I want to share with you guys is many of maybe some of the listeners that we have, um, you probably have never left church. And and that's OK. And, and mm-hmm. that's actually a more powerful testimony than what you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I left church, unfortunately, and for those 12 months that I was outside of the will of God, uh, my life was a complete mess. I knew oh. that that um, there was a higher a higher power out there. I knew his name was Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was God, but I neglected him. I decided mm-hmm. to just do my own thing, and I got into what we call the car scene, um, illegal street racing mm. and you know doing things that you're not proud of doing things uh, if i could build up a resume of all the bad things that i've done it would be more than a one-page resume mm. it, it, you could probably have a book of the, the the things and the decisions that you make when you're outside of the will of god mm. and you could definitely agree with me that things that you do outside of the will of god you're never proud of there's things that you'd rather just forget. But those things are the ones that mold you, the ones that make you into the, the man or woman that you are right now. Yes. And if you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be at, then that's fine because God calls those that are broken. God mm. calls those that, are, that are, are, are just hungry for him, that don't have anywhere else to go or don't have any other answers. That's, you're the prime candidate for Jesus Christ to, to make you whole and make you new and renew you. Amen. And that's where I found myself. I found myself, I remember one night, I'll quickly share what happened. It was sometime in the month of June of like 2006. I was 19 years old. And um, and I went out and I went out with a whole bunch of friends and we decided to race. And uh, I was at a street light. We, we went off. I, I was going about 110 miles an hour from about from zero to about six seconds. And wow. um, I remember... Uh, I looked on the rear view mirror and I saw the lights, you know, those little lights that try to call your attention and tell you to stop. And I had two decisions at the time. I remember, I remember this because this was my turning point. This was about six months into uh, my journey of mm-hmm. outside of church. And so I decided to, you know, I had two decisions. I decided to pull over. I, I didn't have anywhere else to go. It was an open road. I pulled over. And I remember the cop told me, you know, hey, turn off your car. I turned it off. And um, he told me to get off the car. I got off. He told me to turn around. I turned around. He put the handcuffs on me. Wow. And they treat you like a criminal because you really are. And um, and so he put me in the back of the cop car. And I remember that moment. Like it just literally happened. Like an hour ago it's that vivid in my life because it's a testimony it's mm-hmm. it, it, it was pain i was uh, i was desperate i had nowhere else to go all of my friends that i was with completely left me wow. um, they went on their own way and so i remember that night because i remember I, I i put my head down and i was like god if you could get me out of this mm. i promise you that i will turn my life around and i will go back Mm-hmm. And, and, and I will go back to my first love, which is you. Mm-hmm. And I remember I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And about an hour and a half later, the cop comes and 
I see all these cops and I see the guy that I was racing. He, his car was towed and then I see he oh. was taken away. And I'm like, well, what about me? You know? And so the cop that pulls me over comes over. He opens the door and he kneels right in front of me because he's tall. So he kneels. He's all, son, I don't know where you come from. I don't know who you are. But what you did and what you're doing will only lead you hmm. to a lost life. You, you are better than this. And he went on to lecture me. He mm-hmm. went on to, uh, I felt like he was pouring into my life. He, he, I felt like he, he was a messenger mm-hmm. of heaven, believe it or not, in this situation. And, and, and it's in the instrument of death where God will always save you. Mm-hmm. And, and that instrument of death was my car, was the culture that I was living in. It was the friends that I was in and that were leading me to destruction. They were leading me to to sin it was it was just that's what it was in an instrument mm-hmm. and and in that instrument of death i felt like god had sent a messenger mm. and and he basically gave me a ticket he's all son i want you to go straight home and by this by this time it's two three in the morning oh, on, wow. a, on a saturday morning. and he uh he gave me this huge ticket and i remember i'm like wow i couldn't believe it mm. and uh, you go home and you're you're just in awe, but then at the same time, you're like, this really happened, and um, and then after that, I went to a church service. The rest is history. I remember I went to the altar, and I literally felt the chains of sin, the chains of bondage, the the, the chains that you you feel like again that are tying you down. Mm-hmm. And it could with me it was friends, with me it was girls, with me mm. it was. It was the addiction to pornography. It, it was, uh, you know, just different things. And people go, like I said in the beginning, have a story. Yes. And, and, and there's so many people at this very moment that without them even knowing are bound. Mm. And, and they could be bound by a relationship. Yeah. They could be bound by whatever they're dependent on. If it's, if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, if it's pills, mm. if it's work, sometimes could even a career sometimes it could even be ministry or if you don't you're not a good steward of the ministry that god has given you it it could bind you and and so um i literally went to the altar changed vow god completely restored me renewed my mind reshaped my heart completely remodeled my life and and i went from a mess to a messenger of jesus christ a messenger of peace and so it, it it's it's beautiful yes. I, and you know and i give all the glory and all the honor to god because he's the only one he's the only one that could come into your life and the thing and just to wrap up this first question the thing is that god always comes in mm-hmm. through our wounds mm. he will always come in through a wound and so that's where he that's where he specializes yeah. is when we're hurt when we're in pain when we got nowhere else to go you are a prime candidate mm. for Jesus Christ to renew your life, to completely make you new and make you a new person inside yes. and out. He will always come in through wound. You take a look at every single situation in the New Testament and in the Gospels and the, the woman with the issue of blood, mm. the Samaritan woman, even the, 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 the woman who was a sinner that went and, and broke the alabaster box. Mm-hmm. They were all pain they had nowhere else to go mm-hmm. and that is where jesus has entered into their lives and completely reshaped their lives yeah. so i'm a witness of it um 
and I, I could testify to the transformation power that Jesus Christ could bring mm-hmm. to a life. And so I encourage you, listen, I encourage you that uh, if you find yourself anywhere in life, if you find yourself, if you feel like giving up, again, you're a prime candidate. All yes. you need to do is just be willing yes. because God will never force you to do anything. Yes. Be willing. Just I accept God do as you wish. He will do the rest. Just be willing. Yes. Wow, that's that's quite of an experience, brother. And um, it's interesting that that you were able to recognize, like you said, that 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 policeman there, you know, as a messenger, you know, uh, of that someone that God sent. And it's awesome how, yeah, God will always reach out to us. And like you said, He's never going to force. Uh, but someone once said, He's a gentleman. You know, He's a gentleman. And he's never going to force anything upon us, but he'll knock, he'll wait, he'll ask, he'll talk. And it's awesome when when we can recognize those callings or when God is speaking to us, either through a preaching, a sermon, through a messenger. Uh, because when we resist, that that is when that's when it can be dangerous for us. Uh, so I, I'm, it sounds awesome, brother, that this experience really just, like you said, turned you and you were able to recognize it. One of the things, though, brother, I want to touch on, if you don't mind, um, you, you were mentioning just a lot of things that went on. You know, 13 years old, you got touched by God, and you were uh, filled with the, uh, the, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost. You got baptized. but uh, and, and then you started uh, 12 months in, you know, kind of just doing things that, like you said, were just pleasing to yourself. And it's interesting because a lot of times we can find ourselves that we're only hurting ourselves. You mentioned your parents were baptized. How did you feel that affected, though, your family and, and everybody else? Did you did you ever consider that, or was it just kind of this is just me doing my thing? Uh, where, where did you find yourself? So uh, when it comes to when it comes to sin, sin is mm. sin is always personal. Mm. It, it, it will it will always. It will always target the individual, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it doesn't discriminate. Mm. And it doesn't matter if both of your parents go to church. It doesn't matter if your sisters or brothers mm-hmm. go to church. The enemy will never discriminate against anybody. Yeah. It will it, he will go after everybody that belongs to the army of the Lord. Yes. And um, and so I know it affected my parents a mm-hmm. lot. It affected my sisters, me backsliding. Yeah. Um, whenever you're Whenever you are in sin, you're blinded mm. by sin. And so you don't, you're numb to the emotions of yeah. others. You're numb to the love of others. And so my mom would love me, yeah, yeah. but I was numb to it. Uh, my, 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 my dad would try to guide me, but I was blind to that. Yeah. And so that's what sin does. Yeah. And, 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 and this is why when people call interventions, mm. it, yeah, we could call an intervention, but it's only, only Jesus Christ. All we, all we could do is kind of guide them. Yes. We could be the guardrails to that journey that will lead them to Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, and all we could do is try to, hey, bring conviction to their lives, but it's Jesus Christ that will do the change. Yes. But, yeah, sin will always numb you. Sin, yeah. sin will always uh, blind you as well. Oh, yeah, that, that's very, very true. Um, so really, uh, just to kind of move on a little bit, you mentioned after that occasion happened in your life, you know, you said you went back to church, you know, rededicated your life and, um, not only just being a servant of God or a child of God, uh, but you were, um, what was your calling like 
to further service, like in ministry, or, or you mentioned you're, you're the youth pastor right now. And uh, how did that kind of work out for you? What was your calling like? Yeah, so when, when it comes to that, one, one of the things that bring that when I read the Bible, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to try to try, try to tie everything together with, with an answer here, mm. but the apostles, they never, whenever they were called, mm-hmm. they never tried to become apostles. What they were trying to do is they were trying to become servants of Jesus Christ. And by becoming servants, they became apostles. That's good. And so what happens is we need to make sure that we don't get so tied up with the call Mm -hmm. of God. Because the call of God is there. Like Mm -hmm. God is always calling us. It's Mm -hmm. always calling us. And so when, and now I'm just going to, when I say call, I'm going to just uh, focus on ministry wise mm-hmm. ministry. That's, you know, and we're all called to serve. We're mm-hmm. all, we're not called to become set spectators, mm-hmm. but I'm going to focus on young men mm-hmm. at this point, young men that want to become ministers that want to, you know, serve in the ministry. I'm going to focus on them first and I'm going to focus on the rest right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want you to understand that when Matthew when John, Peter, they, when they were called, they were all doing, their daily, their daily tasks. Mm-hmm. They were doing their t- daily tasks. Jesus found them. Mm-hmm. God will always find us first. Yeah. And so whenever he finds us, whenever he calls us, he calls us to serve. Mm-hmm. Never, I, he never calls us to, to a specific title. Mm. And so titles are not bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I want to I wanna go ahead and let you know that ministry equals service mm-hmm. make sure that your towel that same towel that jesus christ used to wash the feet of mm-hmm. his disciples is always with you mm-hmm. that you are always willing to serve yeah. make sure that there is nothing too big nothing too small because if you remain faithful in the little mm-hmm. god will place you with bigger responsibilities yeah. and, and 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 so you remain faithful and so that's what happened to me. I, I, I was, I was just so, I was just so joyful. Mm-hmm. I was just so, like, I, it was like you know when a kid gets a can, like a, a toy that they've wanted for forever. Yeah. You know, it, it could be like you know, any anything nowadays. It could be a tablet. It could be a phone. It could be whatever it is that they've always wanted, and you finally get it. And you're like showing it off to everybody and you're using it every single day and you almost sleep with it every single <laughs> night. That's how I felt when I found when when God refilled me with the Holy Ghost, when I when I was uh, when I heeded to his call the second time around. That's how mm. I felt. I felt like, man, this call, this this joy of salvation is mine now. Mm. And so I remember that I would do everything and anything that they asked me. Mm. Hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. I remember you like I, I was there was a play and I needed to be, you know, they needed a spotlight person. I was like, I'll be the spotlight person. Like, I'll do it. And so I was just excited to do anything just to serve the people of God, mm-hmm. to serve the kingdom of God, to serve God Himself. And so that right there was my one of my first responsibilities. And because I remained faithful, mm-hmm. because I I wanted to serve first. I wanted to you know, just serve. And, and one of the things as well that I want to say with service is that sometimes we could serve the kingdom of God that we forget to seek the kingdom mm. of God. 
And so that's very important yeah. because we also need to make sure that you balance that. You always seek the kingdom of God first beyond everything. Yeah. And so the combination of those two things, serving the kingdom, seeking the kingdom, God had open doors. And so in 2009, I had a junior camp, believe it or not. I remember I was you know, ministering in the altar. I had never, ever crossed my mind to become a minister or to become a preacher or to become a teacher. I never Mm-hmm. My responsibility was just a group of 15 juniors at my local church. Mm-hmm. And that was my responsibility. And that's all I focused on. But God called me. I remember I was 2009. God placed the calling. And someone's like, Ruben, you will, you will not only teach juniors, but you will teach men and women. And, and you are not just going to teach young people, but you're going to teach a, a multitude of people. And, and that was the calling. Mm-hmm. And I accepted. I was like, Lord, you take me wherever you want. And so I heeded to the call in 2011, uh, by the grace of God, I was, uh, initiated into the ministry in the apostolic assembly in the faith of Jesus Christ. And then four years later in 2015, which was two years ago, um, again, by the grace of God, I was ordained, uh, again in the apostolic assembly. And so, um, young men, even young ladies, make sure that you, you seek the kingdom of God first, Mm. you serve the kingdom of God. And if you serve the kingdom of God and you seek the kingdom of God, opportunities will always be there, yes. always be there. And so uh, just make sure that you become a servant of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, forget the titles. The, mm. Those responsibilities will come. And, and now I'm talking to everybody in particular. You know, whenever you're baptized in Jesus' name, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. You declare your faith in front of all, everybody, in front of those witnesses. But then you start developing your ministry or your, 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 your walk with Jesus Christ. And you start learning a little bit more mm-hmm. and you start learning. And one of the things I want to let you know is to get involved. Make sure that you don't sit on the sideline. Make sure that you say, Hey, I'm willing to help. Make sure mm-hmm. that you, you fellowship with those new people. Uh, uh, make sure you go out of your way. They should go out of their way for you, but you go out of there. It's a two way street. Yeah. And, and open your heart to the church, open your heart, to 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 work because the kingdom of god is work mm-hmm. um and it's not always easy and it's not always glamorous mm-hmm. um and so if you remain faithful god is going to remain faithful as well mm. and so that's my story when it comes to when it comes to the ministry when it comes to the call uh don't 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 search for the call the call yes. the call is already there yes. you just need to make sure that you just remain faithful and you serve god and you you seek you seek his face and his presence Amen, brother. And I can, just like you, I can attest and I can testify that, yeah, w- without, like you said, just seeking for the kingdom of God first and, and all his righteousness and everything else mm-hmm. is going to be added on. Like even things you couldn't imagine and, and the responsibilities that come, sometimes you feel like the weight is too much, but God is, you know, God has chosen you and you're like me, you know, what? <laughs> you know, I know there's other people that are probably more qualified and 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 there probably was, or there probably were, or there probably are, but you're the one that made yourself available. You're the one that's heeding to the call of the Lord, and, and you're the one seeking his face. And that's, that is the biggest difference. That really is the biggest difference be, between being successful and, like you said, just being a, a, a spectator in what's going on in the kingdom of God. And, um, and you're definitely right. Titles, uh, I remember one time someone was talking to me, and they told me, you know, brother, I don't have a title. You know, I don't, I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. I'm not anything, but I still do this and I still do that. I go, brother, 
if you look at it like that, you know, you're looking at it wrong because when you were baptized in Jesus' name, you received the title of a child of God. You know, you received that. <laughs> you received a title That's as the a title. yeah. You received a title of a servant, and what does God ask of His children and of His servants is to do the things that you just mentioned. Now, you may not be recognized, but God is recognizing you. God is seeing you. God is God is interested god is be paying attention to what you're doing so so you're exactly right brother and and that's awesome that 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 when you can serve god that way because it just like i said you you just you can participate in things that you've never imagined that you were going to be called to do because god is the one that's directing and leading it so yeah definitely live a, a life of purpose and, a, and and seeking god for sure um brother what were some of the things, though, um, you know, you, you mentioned you got ordained in 2015, which is just about two years ago, um, but you were involved even before then, like you were mentioning, you, you were just had the desire to serve. But what were some of the, what were some situations or what were some things that maybe um, could be, you could remember were the biggest challenges as far as for, uh, you know, serving uh, or being a person or being a servant? or serving in the kingdom of God? Did you ever come across any crossroads like, man, maybe this isn't right, or maybe this wasn't for me, or maybe they're not calling me, maybe they're calling me too much? Did you ever experience anything like that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, many of us want, want the, 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 the heaven mm. that Jesus Christ is, is establishing, the the. the, 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 the the heaven, the Christ of heaven. Mm -hmm. it, many of us want the Christ of heaven, but not many of us want the 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 the, the, the cross mm -hmm. of Christ. That's and good. and so, um, wow. One of the stories that 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 I that I really look up to that just really touched my life is the story of David mm -hmm. and um, how David is called. Mm -hmm. And ever since the first time he's called, when he's just out tending the sheep of his father. He's minding his own business and he gets called in and he's got no idea what's going on. And as soon as, you know, the, the, the prophet sees him, that like, this is the guy, this mm. is the man that will need Israel. This is the, this is the king. Uh -huh. And from that day on, the only thing that David did was suffer. Mm. It was, it, it was, it was suffering. You know, Saul wanted to kill him. Yeah. It was, it was a jealousy. And, and one of the things that we as Christians, as new converts, we're like, well, I thought this was like, you know, I thought this was beautiful. I thought this was, you know, uh, all, you know, peace. And, and it is, yeah. it is. It, it, and, but one of the things that you need to understand that we are not called to be comfortable. Mm. God called, we were called to afflict the comfortable. Mm. And we were called to also comfort those who are afflicted. afflicted and many of us are just comfortable yeah. you know we're, we we go to church and we go through the motions and you know and and, and we should go to church and we mm -hmm. should go to bible studies and we should go to midweek service but that's just that's just the responsibility that we have as christians and mm -hmm. not a responsibility a privilege that we have as christians yeah. but then there's more to it and so david went through the suffering mm -hmm. he i mean even when he was king and he was about to die, you know, in his old age. Mm -hmm. His son Absalom came and mm -hmm. wanted to take over his throne. And, and so from the beginning to all the way to the end, there was suffering. Yes. And, and, and so that's one of the things that, that we need to understand, that this walk with Jesus Christ 
yes, it will bring peace. Mm -hmm. Yes, it will go ahead and bring love and, and comfort and patience, and it will bring all the fruits of the Spirit. It will. Mm -hmm. And we can't say no to those things. I'd rather say yes to that. But along the way, you will have to suffer. You mm -hmm. will have to pay a price mm -hmm. to get to that to that destination. Yes. And so, um, and so, I feel like all of us, myself included, we've gone through that. Uh, I wasn't prepared. I felt like I wasn't prepared, but you know, it, it, we will never arrive to a place called ready. Mm. We'll just never arrive there. And so, um, so I remember I got I got ordained, um, and then our church went through a huge transition, mm. and and I felt like I was left all by myself. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, what, what's going on? And I remember like I, I felt lonely and mm. one of the things that i i, I want to let you know is that life should never be lonely mm. and you should always have people around you but that's what happens is when when difficult times come and in, came into my life i i pushed everybody away mm. i pushed them away and i felt like i needed to deal with this on my own but the thing is even as a minister of the apostolic assembly a minister of god minister of the gospel you can still push god away mm. you, you Take a look at Peter. Peter also pushed God away. Um, he denied him. And and I feel like whenever I got into this crossroad where I felt alone in ministry, where I felt alone and I, I was like, well, no one cares. I probably shouldn't care either. Mm. Uh, it, that was probably the biggest crossroad. And I had, again, we all come through that crossroad in life. And we, we were like, do we go left or we do, <laughs> do we go right? Yeah. And, it will have a consequence. You go mm -hmm. left, consequence. You go right, consequence. But one of the things that I we need to understand is that the Word of God, and that's what pulled me through was the Word of God. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we stand firm on the Word. And so I, I don't want to get into too much detail as to you know, the transition and sure. what happened and what did not happen. But uh, there's been many times, and, and you know, I feel like, in ministry, we're, we're driven by by this pain, by this price. Mm -hmm. You know, it will either make you or break you. And, you know, make sure you have an inner circle. Make mm -hmm. sure that you have a solid relationship with Jesus Christ so that inner circle could push you here on earth physically mm -hmm. and that Jesus Christ could also lead you uh, with love and with patience. Yes. Um, but, yeah, from, from 2009 when I received the call, you could say that there's temptation as a young man that's mm. single. Uh, you will have temptation. You will have uh, uh, different influences that will come into your life. Distractions mm. all over the place now, especially now with with the social media. Wow. Now that you don't need to have a TV to gain access to what's going on out in the world. In the world, yeah. you don't need to sit down in your living room anymore. Now you could literally walk on the street and you could catch up as to what's going on around mm -hmm. the world. And you have the world in your fingertips. Yeah. And that could be a benefit or that could be a hindrance to your life. That's and true. so um, that's, I don't know if I answered that question the way that I should have, but um, but those crossroads, yeah. you will almost daily, daily, because Paul did say that we, we die daily. We he, has, daily. he had to die daily. And the, the reason why is because if you follow your desires, if you follow what you think is right, mm -hmm. it will never lead you the right way. Yeah. Never. And so uh, you make sure that you go to the cross. Yeah. You, Luke chapter 7 says, deny yourself and deny to self 
is is one of the one of the responsibilities, one of the privileges that we have as Christians. Yeah, yeah. no, it, indeed, brother, indeed, and, and like you mentioned, um, you know, surrounding yourself uh, with the, you know, with someone that can, um, you know, mentor. Well, I, I I imagine what you're saying is like seeking that mentor um, or or that friend that's going to be able to be like minded. Or that a fellow servant that's like-minded and wanting to serve the same purpose, and to want to serve God accordingly. Um, but brother, um, does someone stick out in your mind? Kind of just touching on that subject, like if you could thank God for any one person, and I know it's probably a line mm-hmm. of people in your life, and and that, that you can um, you know name, but one particular person or persons you know in your faith journey that that you would like to to thank God for. Who would that be, and why? Yeah, I think, I think uh, I would have to put that into seasons in my life. Mm. I think there's That's been good. different mentors, different people that have come into my life in different seasons in my life that have really pushed me, have challenged me, mm-hmm. have stretched me. Um, and and so in the beginning, when I started coming back to church back in 2007, 2006, 2007, um, I would have to credit my mom. Mm. Uh, my mom sat me down and was our son, and of course, you know, in her native language, Spanish, and yeah. she's all like, "Son, you, you, uh, you either get straight or you leave. You know, you leave my house. I don't, I don't want your little sister to, wow. you know, to to see what you're doing yeah. with your life." And and so that was a reality check. Mm-hmm. It was a rea- reality check. We're like, man, I need to get my life straight. So when whenever I started coming back to church, it was my mom, my mom's prayer, and to this very mm-hmm. day, my mom's prayer still. Could still feel my mom's prayers sustaining me along the yeah. way, and so in that part of my my life, I would definitely have to credit my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had friends, um, young men, and, and that have come into my life. I have a really really good friend that we remain friends to this day. We were childhood friends. Uh, he was one of the first people that I met when I was seven years old when I started going to church. And to this day, we still go out, and he comes and visits me. He lives in California, and his name's Peter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, you know, I I was there for his baby shower. He just had a baby, <laughs> and you know, he's also in the ministry at his local church, and mm-hmm. um, and he's challenged me. He he's pushed me. He's he's um, he's cared for me. He's loved me. Mm-hmm. At, you know, when I was at my lowest, when I came back to church, he understood um, where I was at. And so I would definitely, after my mom, it would have to be Peter. You know, he's my age. You know, I think he's probably like a year younger than me. And mm. he, uh, he was, uh, he is very instrumental into uh, molding me into mm. the, the minister and the man that I'm currently in or current, who I am currently. And um, also a good friend of mine is Steve. He, he's from my local church. Mm. And um, this man, he's no longer, well, he's still young, but... You know, he's a little older than me. And <laughs> he uh, took me under his wing. He took me under his wing. He, um, you know, I remember when I came back into church and I was trying to like, you know, start participating, but I didn't know how like how to, you know, get into no. the young people in the youth group. He he was the facilitator. He was the conduit, and um, and he pulled me aside several times. I remember one time he pulled me aside and he challenged me. He, mm-hmm. he gave me that tough love. Um, and which I needed at the time, yeah. and so uh, and, and another you know young man it, it would have to be Steve, um, and then uh, my pastor, mm. my pastor, 
um, has believed in me from since day one. He's mm-hmm. believed in me. He's trusted in me, and um, he's poured into me. Mm-hmm. And so the, these men have commented, and, and my mom have commented different areas in my life mm-hmm. and, and different seasons in my life that have molded me and shaped me and, and, and have helped me along the way. And I guess you could call them mentors. Yeah. And now I have a responsibility mm-hmm. to turn around and do the same thing with the up-and-coming generation, the generation of today, the yeah. now. And I cannot do them a disservice where I keep everything that I have been taught by those mentors. Yeah. It, it, it would be selfish of me. Mm-hmm. And so now I do that. But um, I think those are some of the people that have molded me, have played a huge role mm-hmm. into and and to end my life to mm. this very day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's nothing like the love of a mother, brother, besides loving your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what's going to come up next for you. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, awesome. yeah, it's awesome. It really is. And, and to have the support, and like you mentioned, those mentors and your pastor, you know, I mean, there's uh, those are great support systems. And, um, and it's it's awesome when you get to the point though that you can start receiving their counsel and you can start taking their love and, and their tough love, you know, for something positive instead of like why are they always picking on me or why are they always, you know, this is because they can see something that you that you're gonna become or that you can be before you even realize it and they just want to you know like press that out of you like you said and and to stretch you so that that's really awesome. Um, I mean, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, you, you've gone from, you know, being touched at a young age and, and being called and, and filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized, you know, from being handcuffed, you know, in jail, you know, from all the way to being able to be set free, like you said, and, 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 and receiving your calling. And not only that, but just being a servant for God in an awesome way and serving there in your church locally. Um, but if anyone, uh, you know, was listening today and, if they were just Christian or not Christian, but what would you say to encourage them if they wanted to know if they should continue or they should start their own relationship with God? What would you, what would your message or what would your uh, statement be to them, brother? It's worth it. Mm. It's worth it. Um, there, there's a reason for for you to be where you're at right now. Mm. And I, I want to tell you, sometimes we, we, we think that life outside of Jesus Christ is, is, is best. Mm. And I'm here to tell you that that's incorrect. How can, how can destruction, how can hate, how can, you know, just a mess in your life uh, uh, when it comes to family or finances or mm. uh, any, any specific area in your life be better than the love of Jesus Christ? Yeah than peace every single day, knowing that everything will work out for the, for the good of his people. Mm. How, how can all those things that you think is right compared to what the king of kings, to the sovereign God, the one that knows everything, for what he thinks is best for you? Mm. You, you can't compare it. You, there's no way. And the way, and I want to tell you one thing, mm-hmm. that the difference between the best that you could do Mm-hmm. And the difference between the best that God can do is what we call favor. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling you into God's favor today. I'm calling you into the presence of God. Make sure that 
I'm here to burst your bubble and tell you, I'm sorry, you don't know what's best for your life. Mm. I'm sorry, you don't. Mm -hmm. But I do know somebody that does. Mm -hmm. And I'm a prime witness. I'm a prime witness. And let me tell you that there was a young man in the Bible, the young rich ruler. He goes up to Jesus Christ and he, he calls him master, recognizes who he is. Mm -hmm. He knows who's standing right before him. And this guy has a complete resume, a beautiful resume. He's inherited a huge amount of, of money, maybe land and some cattle. He's rich. Mm. He knows the law, the Jewish law. He's Jewish. He's favored. He's blessed. And then Jesus, and he goes up to Jesus and he's all like, hey, what can I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? I've done this and I've done that. Mm. And Jesus is like, oh, that's great that you've done it. But I want you to go ahead and leave everything and follow me. Mm -hmm. And the Bible never mentions him again. Mm. Never. But there's this one thing that caught my attention in that story. But in the beginning of that story, the story says that Jesus Christ loved him. Mm. He looked at him and loved him. After the conversation, that young man leaves the presence of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ never, ever stops him. Never calls him back and says, hey, you know what? Mm. You, know, you just give up a little bit. Let me tell you that if you give up everything that you have, the good and the bad, God will give you everything that you need. Mm. And that's more than enough. Yes. And so I call you, I call you, I, I call you in Jesus' name. That if you, if you need anything, if there's something that you cannot do for yourself, God is willing. All you have to do right now is just close your eyes. All, that's all you have to do is just close your eyes. You can bow your head. You can, I don't know where you find yourself. Mm. All you have to do is just call on the name of Jesus. Mm. He's a real God. He's a living God. Yes. He's a God that transforms. And he's a God that will go into a fiery furnace. Mm. He's not only a God that will go into a beautiful situation, but he will go into a dire situation. Yes. And he will save you from it. And he's a God that saves. Mm. And so I want to make sure that you don't go right now and listen to this conversation and just say, you know what? Now nah, this isn't for me. Mm. Don't be like that young rich. Don't reject the call of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because what he has is better than what you currently have. Mm. Wow. Wow. In Jesus name, brother. Um, I pray that what you just spoke will speak life into somebody's uh, heart and mind, and especially with the times, the dire times that we're living in now, and um, and people are looking for some truth. They're looking for life. They're looking for um, something, something, something good and, and and beautiful. And that's like you said, that's all we can find in in Jesus Christ, and to have a relationship with Him. And it's only going to continue to get worse, but in Christ, it'll be always better. Uh, like you were mentioning earlier, yes, it's not a it's not a walk through the roses. Uh, obviously, roses have thorns, brother, so we feel those sometimes. But yes, in Jesus' oh, yeah. name, in Jesus' name, I pray that that reaches somebody, and we'll be able to to bring them uh, to to the feet of Christ in Jesus' name. Well, brother, I really want to appreciate your time and and just thank you for 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 sharing all that you did. And again, um, we're praying for you. We're praying for your church there in Surprise. 
and for the ministry there and the pastorship and the and 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 just everybody there, brother. And I really want to appreciate again uh, you sharing what you have. And in Jesus' name, this will reach and touch somebody's life. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Amen. You. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me, brother uh, Nahara. Uh, my pleasure again, brother. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, sir. All right. So as we conclude our podcast for today, I would like to thank you, the listeners, uh, for joining us one more time. And my prayer is that you really, you know, hearing this, that you really be, will be blessed. And um, also, if you're interested in learning more about this podcast or would like to listen to past podcasts, please follow us on Facebook or on SoundCloud. And you can search for us there on iHot Podcast. There you can find all the links that you need to to our other social media content. And also, if you'd like to be a blessing to this podcast ministry, you can always check out our GoFundMe link, uh, which you can find on our Facebook page and also on our SoundCloud page. It'll take you directly there. Also, I want to take the opportunity to announce that the episodes of this of the podcast, now if I have podcasts, will be broadcasted on the Fountain Internet Radio, which I will post their website on the podcast descriptions, so you can go to their link, check them out, check out their app and everything else. Uh, but until next time, Lord willing, God bless you, and God bless you in Jesus' name. <laughs>